You are now tuned in to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. Now, this podcast is catered to everyone that's 18 and above, and if you're at work, we like to say NSF. And remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is Sir Inc., and on this podcast, we're going to talk about... uh, Will Smith and Jada Smith. I normally don't dig into these kind of weeds, you know, this kind of mainstream, uh, nonsensical stuff. But I think that uh, it is a very, I think it's a good uh, example of people living their private life outside the norm outside of the the popular opinion or the standard of relationships. And so we all know about the drama. We all know about the young boy coming out, uh, you know, about him sleeping with Jada and all that, and that being, you know, their kid's friend and all that nonsense. Uh, I believe, and people have been shaming, uh, right, Will for... Uh, you know, tolerating that and, you know, and that coming out and looking all messy and people been shaming Will, oh, he's a beta male and all this and all that. And I mean, maybe he is a beta male, maybe. Uh, But what I, but beyond that, beyond talking about Will and what he is as far as his personality type, uh, beta, alpha or other, I believe that it's been out there for a long time that, they were a couple with an open relationship. And what Jada did was she actually made it valid, right? It's okay for that to be out there. Keep people guessing, right? They don't know. Maybe they do. I heard this. I heard that. But you don't know if it's real or not until, boom, you get hardcore evidence. And... As I watched that Red Table talk with Will and Jade, I'm like, why would Will go in here and do this shit? But at the end, you know, he was like, yo, I'm going to get you back. And she's like, you going to get me back? Like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm going to get you back. And it made me realize at that moment that they have an agreement, like a lot of couples that have a lot of money do. Um, and maybe because of the issues that she talked about, that their relationship had went stale when it comes to uh, that kind of intimacy, love kind of physical relationship, right? They may not be physically interested in each other anymore, but they both admitted that they're not leaving each other, right? And that they're a partner. And sometimes your relationship with someone goes beyond the normal, I love you, you love me kind of relationships. It's not all based on love and all that commitment, that kind of way it can grow to something different. I think their relationship grew to something different. They realized that, you know, no one else is really going to have my back long-term like you'll have my back. However, in, 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 in the moment, in the now, we're not really feeling each other love-wise. love, love wise. Like, we're not intimate with each other in that way anymore. And I think they had an agreement. And uh, what I think happened with this agreement was it's not that she violated the agreement. She just allowed her side relationship to get put in the open. 
And when I say she allowed it, she can't control how the young boy's going to take it, right? But the problem is she allowed that situation to get to the point where the young boy got his emotions involved. She didn't back that down. And by the time you try to back it down, he's too far in and boom, it blew up in your face, right? Now, he's also a troubled young man, right? He's also dealing with emotional issues, some drug issues. So when you're playing with someone like that, when you're dealing with someone like that, you got to understand that those, those are some extreme shit. And a lot of times when people go through, through stuff, they don't hold it in. They don't keep it to themselves. They blurt it out to the whole world. So the young boy just verified what people were already guessing at. Now, Will goes on to Miss um, um, King show, Gail King show, and says that they never cheated on each other, right? And so that lets you know that they have a different understanding. The issue is, and he didn't allude to this, but the issue is, is that that situation with Jada and the young boy August Augustine got out of pocket. It just got out of pocket, and... That's why he said, I'm going to get you back because you allowed this shit to go too far. He probably was telling her, red light, red light, red light, red light. And she was like, oh, I got it. I'm sure she was like, I got a handle. It's cool. He cool. And then it blew up in her face. And then it's like, damn, um, it blew up in my face. It looks sloppy, but I also need you to come sit down with me and have this open discussion. So, you know, I don't look as bad. And we can, you know, but it may will look bad. But when you love someone, as he alluded to after this blow up at the Grammys, you know, when you love people, there's, there's, there's things that you do. There's there's uh, situations and, and self-sacrifice that happens that's huge, right? And you take it so much. And we expect movie stars and all that, like, you know, they should expect to take it. That's what comes with fame. But as you can see, he's still a man and Chris Rock really didn't deserve what he got. But that's a result of built up frustration, you know, and I really don't even know if any of that shit was real because the smack to me looked a little fake. But whatever, that's neither here or there. In the long term, they have a relationship. And as my as my friend would always say, everyone's relationship is their own. Right. And you don't always have to do what you do and justify it to anyone because what you and that other person have is what y'all have. Whatever agreements y'all make is the agreements that you guys make that make life work for you in a certain way, right? And if you're trying to live by, by society standards, I don't know if that leads to you being happy. If you're that kind of person that can fit in that box and you're happy in that box, fine. I don't make no, I don't make light of that. I don't say that you're wrong for even living that lifestyle. However, if you're a person that doesn't fit in that box and you know it and you're trying to squeeze yourself in that box, but you see your leg is sticking out, your head is sticking out of the box. I mean, come on, y'all. You just have to be comfortable with who you are and what you and what you feel as though works for you and find a partner that complements that. Stop trying to find a partner that's going to fit in the box. And you, your ass don't fit in the box. You want your partner in the box while you out the box. Like, that don't work. You got to have someone like Will and Jada has each other that understands one another. They have different agreements and they live their life, but they're still together. They both probably have other lovers. Will shit just didn't get out. <laughs> it didn't get blown up because he's 
I guess he's handling his business a little tighter than she did, or this one situation just got out of control. And now she knows you can't deal with someone, some younger person who has drug and emotional issues. Like that's going to lead you to boom, a blow up in your face, and it just looks sloppy. It just looks sloppy. So, you know, I don't I don't shame Will for living his life the way he wants to live it. Um, if you don't understand poly and open relationships, you won't understand what you know what they're what they, what they have and what they're going through. But again, there are certain rules within those relationships, even if you're dealing with other partners, that obviously she lost control of, she lost sight of. And that can happen too when you're doing something else and you're trying to de- and you're trying to debate how do you feel about it? You know, are you falling out of love with your husband who y'all built this empire with? Or uh, are you falling out of love with him and falling in love with the young boy? But in the end, okay, the young boy is cool. He bring he banging your back out. He's saying all the good stuff. He making you feel good, giving you them feelings that you haven't felt in a while. But long term, he can't do shit for you. Will done took you to a level where the young boy, he 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 make it there, but he is not on his way. And you can't in your forties as a woman, uh, or is she fifty now? But you can't at this age all of a sudden take a step back to somebody younger with less and try to hope to build them up to a place that that'll be comfortable for you long term. And by the way, you're going to be dealing with crazier shit with a young person that's in their twenties. Right, as an older person, you're like, how long is that really gonna last? Like, you know, the young boy gonna be banging other chicks, so now you're in a whole other situation that's uncertain. So the uncertainty of that doesn't beat the certainty of what you have with Will, even though you don't have a maybe that kind of physical intimacy or that emotional uh, connection with Will as you once did. But relationships aren't about feelings. I'm sorry. Relationships are about feelings. Marriage is not always about feelings. Marriage is about family and long-term goals, the end game. How am I going to live my life long-term? And who helps me get to that goal? Obviously, Will already helped her get to that goal. For as far as you don't have to worry about ever uh, being broke. You never have to worry about how things are going to get done. You never have to worry about uh, things that regular people have to worry about. You don't have to take uh, regular flights, flying first class. You're chartering flights. You might have your own jet, you know, with that kind of money that they have, right? So you don't. You're not dealing with the regular populace like the rest of us have to. You don't have to walk in airports, bus stations. You only have to shop for yourself if you don't want to. The designers will come to you. So. You know, or if you go shopping, you can shut the whole store down while you're in there. See, this is the lifestyle that they live, and like the young boy can't give get can't give her that. The young boy can't supply the lifestyle long term that Will does, but he can dance her, make her feel good in the moment, and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's their agreement, that's their agreement. I cast no aspersions on them for the way they're rolling. It just looks crazy when it comes out because mainstream mainstream mindsets are judging an out of out of the box main uh, out of the mainstream box situation and that's where you have to be strong enough and your resolve to know that 
we're going this way. This works for us. Damn what people say. But the, the best thing you can do is not say shit to people. Let them guess. Let them guess. They're going to guess all kind of stuff. You don't heard it. She's gay. Will's gay. They're both bisexual. Da, da, da. You heard a lot of stuff. I don't know if any of that's true. The only thing I do know is true is that they actually have an open relationship. That only became true because Jada is in this situation with this young boy that got out of pocket. You know, and, uh, you know, normally it would be the man, right? Our, our view of it would be like, oh, man messes up. Like a man will have a side girl that's going to come out. There's no you have a girl pregnant, all that kind of stuff. So you can see that Will has a level of discipline uh, and 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 protection of his um, relationship that, he, that things doesn't get out. Now, maybe he has them sign a non-disclosure agreements, which would be the smart thing to do. So you can sue a motherfucker if they decide to open up their damn mouth. But whatever he's doing, he's keeping it tight. And I'm not knocking her. She learned a lesson. Like, okay, if you're going to deal with somebody like that, because of your status and the money that you have, you might want to do NDAs. You know, you might want to deal with someone a little more mature who regards uh, privacy as golden. But see, in today's times, the younger generations, they like to put everything out there. My generation, I'm about to turn, I was born in the 70s. You know, everyone from, I would say, the 80s and before, um, they we still really regard um, privacy as golden. We don't like putting all of our stuff out on Front Street. Uh, on social media, I don't put pictures of my kids out there. I don't put pictures of me and my kids. We doing this. Say happy birthday to my son. Say happy birthday to my daughter. Say happy birthday to my mom. Say happy. I don't do that. I don't do that. You on social media, you see me. That's it. Anyone that knows me, knows me, knows me, knows my family. They know my kids. They know when their birthdays are. I don't have to share that with the world, but that's just how I roll. If you roll in a way that you like to show all that, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I just regard my family and the things, some of the things that I do in my personal life as very private. I remember a friend of mine was so upset. She's like, yo, this chick online had befriended her. that took pictures of her husband and her kids and started posting it like they were her family. And so, you know, this is this is real, man. Like people are different online. And strangers that don't know you, that you can't, you know, get in your car and go knock on their door, can do all kind of crazy stuff with your pictures. You know, um, they can cast all kind of, um, you know, rumors on you and all that. It's just really ridiculous. You know, it's just really ridiculous. And again, I, you know, I'm just of the mindset that, you know, privacy is, is golden and I won't allow certain aspects of my life to be out there. If people see me and take pictures of things, things like that, then okay, I can't stop that. If you're in a public place and someone has pictures or whatever, you're at a wedding or whatever the case may be, birthday parties and stuff like that. But you, the things that you can control, I believe you should control because you never know what someone else's intentions are online. And if, and if you've ever had someone be a stalker, I mean, someone be a stalker. I mean, that shit gets pretty scary. They can take your pictures. They, they create pages that's supposed to be you. And 
they be talking all reckless and crazy. I mean, it's really crazy. Like I've had this one stalking ass chick act like I was her dime and she talking to other people on the page. Oh, that's my dude. Don't be talking to him. Like all kind of craziness. Like I don't know this lady. I've never met this lady, you know, but she just has a thing for me. And she befriended me with this, like, oh, my husband died and uh, and one in the Iraq war and this, that, and other. And I'm like, damn, you know, my people's was in the service. So, you know, I, I, I got to talking to her just as a friend. And all of a sudden, online, she's turned that into, that's my dime. That's my, we're in a relationship. Like, no, we're not. We're friends. I thought we were friends online and you know, you have the lifestyle in common and, you know, your people was in the service. My people was in the service. And, you know, I, I had compassion for her story. But now I realize, like, damn, some of these people are ultimate liars and have different, you know, uh, different mindsets when it comes to this type of stuff. Right. Their view, uh, their life, you know, like what kind of life do you have when you have to prey on other people and create these false narratives? It's really amazing how people's minds work. Like you can take all that creative energy and really make something of yourself or make something for yourself. You know, this whole uh, make-believe land is crazy, man. Um, we, we just are, in a, you know, and the kids don't know any better. You know, the younger generations don't, they really can't discern between what they see online and real life. They really think everything they see is real whereas though our generations the older generations understand that tv is tv and you don't know what you're seeing on tv is real or not but now with the graphics and all this other stuff like i can only imagine being born in the 90s or in the 2000s like you think all that stuff is real you don't know a time when tv went off you know what i mean you don't know a time when you know uh, before cable and when you know you didn't have cell phones and you didn't have the internet where you wasn't connected to the whole world you were connected to your neighborhood you were connected to things that happened in your state uh yes you were affected by things that happen uh countrywide and globally as far as laws and things of that nature but you weren't able to see a kid in china doing a dance and then you doing it here in america or you know the influence of of hip-hop culture um, how that in the 80s, how that was very contained and everybody was really kind of against hip hop. And now everybody's doing hip hop. The whole young, the whole culture of being young is all rooted in hip hop. So I'm just saying that things change and you still have to have balance. And I know it's hard for many of you who have kids that are in their in their early 20s, who are who are teenagers, who are toddlers or in, in grade school. It's hard to try to keep your kids grounded when that's all they know. And they think that shit is real, right? And it's amazing how someone can be bullied online by someone they don't know, someone they never met. Like, that's how fragile the situation is. Whereas, though, you couldn't bully me over the phone. Like, man, whatever you talking about, dude, especially if you living somewhere else. Like, man, go kick rocks. I'll be talking real greasy. You know, you wouldn't talk greasy to the bully at school. Right, you wouldn't talk greasy to the, to a a tough guy at school, but damn sure if I don't know you and you live in halfway across the world, I don't give a shit what you talking about. You can't bully me into wanting to hurt myself or me being depressed. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. But this is the world we live in, and we have to find some kind of way, guys, to 
have balance with this. My way of having balance is keeping private things private. People can't talk about the things that go on in my intimate, in my personal life and in my intimate space because I don't give it out. I'll, I'll give a little bit of tidbits of what I do and how I do it, but I'm not showing you everything. Because honestly, most people don't have good nature, good will for you. There'll be people who are jealous and want to destroy you, who want to destroy your happiness. So, you know, guard yourself, guard your intimacy and, you know, guard it and hold it in high regard because someone else will see it. They just, you know, they just are jealous of envy. And they'll try to throw mud on it or they'll try to destroy you. And, and you just have to know that, you know, a lot of people have good intentions and they want to do things out of generosity. And then you find yourself being, um, you know, just getting pissed on or shitted on, you know, by people that you're like, damn, I thought they were my friend. Like we known each other online, da, da, da. but if you don't sit down and eat and drink with those people and have moments with people you really don't know them you really don't know their character i told you guys that it takes me at least a couple of years to really know somebody to really so i can say i really know you because i need to see you i need to see your character over a period of time so i know how you may act in situations because i need to i need to i need predictability in my life i'm not at i'm not young enough where as though i can go out with somebody and anything can happen like no i'm not not at that point anymore. I did some of that in my twenties. Like I'm, I, I did all that in my twenties. I'm good. Now I need to be with sane people. I need to know if something happens. How we're all going to react. Everybody that's with me is going to react. I don't need to take somebody uh, that's a hothead somewhere. You know, my hotheads we don't roll. I, I don't roll with hotheads because they're impatient. They find. Uh, people that are different than them or different than us to be an issue. They're always looking for a problem. They're always looking for confrontation. I just can't roll like that, y'all. I can't roll like that. And matter of fact, I can't roll like that in relationships. If you've been dealing with someone who's always looking to have a problem, someone who's always looking to argue, I just can't deal with that. And that's another reason why I love the, the dynamic of BDSM and power exchange because submissive women... True, I can't say true submissive women. A lot of submissive women, they're not looking for confrontation. They're looking for compatibility. They're looking to comply. And they're looking for a man to step in and be a solid part of their life and level things out. They have chaos and all that other stuff at work and da-da-da-da. They're looking for someone who can come in and calm the sea. And that's what a man is supposed to do. If a woman is bringing chaos, like, I'm cool. I don't need that. I will quickly bow out. I'm good because I'm not bringing chaos. I'm trying to bring clarity, understanding. I want to have pleasurable moments. I want to have really great moments. You know, I want to travel. There's a lot of things that I want to do that have nothing to do with, with useless drama. Useless drama. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. But some people are addicted to drama. And we just have to do a better job at knowing who you are and what you want. And again, live your life the way you want to live it. Um, if you are cool with the mainstream box, then get in that. If you're if you're outside the box, if you're if you resonate with BDSM, you're way outside the box. You need to own that. Uh, and when you own it, you'll attract people in the lifestyle to you indiscriminately you may attract somebody who is a dime or submissive but it's not into the lifestyle 
you may be able to get them interested in lifestyle, but even if you can't, at least they fit the role and you get the same exchange that you need to make, you know, make you a better person or just not necessarily make you a better person, but to help you put out the kind of energy um, that you want to put out and receive the kind of nurturing that you want to receive. So, guys, what do you think? Will and Jada, they're outside the box. I admire them for that. Things got out of hand. Things happen like that. They both are staying together. I admire that through all this nonsense because people were saying uh, Will should leave her, this, that, and the other. I admire that he's standing strong in 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 what they agreed to. I think we all can take a a, a page out of that as a way of saying when you make when you make a deal with someone, it doesn't or uh, you have agreements. They don't always go perfect as planned, and things change. But you have these situations come up like they're dealing with with the young boy, like they're dealing with with all the rhetoric and all the shaming and all the you know, and all the social media attention, that is a test of your conviction to what you're going through, what what you agreed to. And when he made that speech after he accepted his Oscar about, you know, he's just trying to love and protect people, that's an indication of, you know, you agree to something and things will test that agreement and I'm staying strong in my commitment. I'm staying strong in when I say I love you and I say that that love is unconditional or as unconditional as it can be, it will be tested and I'm standing strong through those tests. So no matter if Will's a beta or alpha or whatever the case, or vanilla, whatever the case he may be, I can at least give him props for standing side by side with his woman back to back and fighting the world is is him and her versus the world and so i admire that uh and i think more of us can learn from that not necessarily um (laughs) putting yourself in open relationships kind of situations but whatever you guys agree to just know that that'll be tested and you know you have to stand strong through tests even if it's wholly embarrassing on one of you or both of you um if it really is about you two and what y'all and the things that y'all have together, then you'll make it through and damn everybody's opinion. Because again, everyone's relationship is their own. Thank you guys for listening. I would love to hear your comments. Give me your feedback. You guys know where you can find me, Sir INQ on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can check out, uh, if you want to email me personally, sirinq09 at gmail.com. If you want to check out the website, sirinq.com, I'm going to be updating some of the resources, some of the written literature on there. And you can always check us out at kingspace.net. And thank you again for listening. And until next time, Sir Inc. I'm out. Peace.